Hello everyone. I am Dyutama. I am Devanshi. And we welcome you to another fresh episode of Correro and Beyond, a podcast series brought to you by Pinnacle, the Department of BA program Miranda House. Today we have with us C Padrwal, who is a spoken word artist and the co-founder of Soul Stuff, a collective of performance artists in Delhi that seek to empower local artists in India through spoken word poetry. She holds a Visharad degree in Hindustani classical music, a major in biology and currently works with Slam Out Loud, an organization that utilizes the performing arts to build relevant life skills in children. Thank you so much for joining us, Seep. Thank you. Thank you so much. Really excited to be here. All right. To begin with, Seep, the meaning of your name suggests to penetrate slowly. Is that how you embarked on your journey to become a spoken word artist? Looking at your age and the amount of work you have done, we surely believe it's the other way around. <laughs> Thank you. I think that's really sweet of you to say. So my name actually means an oyster and um, I think how it came about to me uh, about the fact that I wanted to start performing poetry was in a very cliche way I ended up writing a love poem in school and uh, I think it talked about a definition of love that I wasn't too sure of at that point of time and I'm still not too sure of uh, but it gave me a voice and it gave me a space to express myself the way I wanted to and uh, it was in my college in my first year when i actually you know stumbled upon this youtube video of sara k and phil k performing and the first poem that i saw was if i should have a daughter by sara k where she you know talks about how uh, she would be as a mother if you know she ever has a daughter and it reminded me so much of the relationship i have with my own mother and i think the amount of feelings that poem invoked in me made me realize of how beautiful and how just connective a uh, an art form spoken word poetry is i'd never you know felt more connected to myself or you know the space around me before that and uh, i think that's how like i you know ended up kind of finding about spoken word poetry because of sara k i don't think i would have ended up actually ever writing a poem if i had not seen sara k perform so like yeah i love her that's a very inspiring story seep now uh, moving on to the dichotomy of balancing biology and art about which was spoken in a statement of purpose as well how did yeah. you find your inner calling um so i actually have written most of my best poems in the back of my chemistry and biology notebooks um, and i'm really really <laughs> glad that i did you know do a like i have a degree in uh, life sciences which is uh, biology and chemistry and uh, i think i'm really glad i did it because it made me appreciate what i didn't study in classrooms which was poetry uh, especially art and knowing how much that empowered me and i think the dichotomy comes from the place that i knew that i could have been you know really really comfortable you know in a biology lab and doing extraction and spending you know all my day looking at results and doing that and having that kind of a life but it didn't make me as happy as performing on stage did or working with children did or you know running a collective did and i think the dichotomy came from a place of self awareness but it also came from this deep sense of wanting to pursue a career that made me really really happy because i feel like like a career choice is a life choice right like you 
it's like choosing a partner like you say yes once mm. and then you stick to it and i didn't want mm-hmm. to put my best into you know a profession that i didn't feel as strongly about um and i think yeah like that dichotomy has been very difficult to balance but i think once i made that call it was easier to navigate well that's really applaudable seep and i'm sure our listeners must also have received some insights on finding their statement of purpose in life so proceeding further how did the idea of teaching the disadvantaged children through poetry came into being like what was it that struck you to work in this direction um so it was a combination of things i was in my last year of college when i came across uh this fellowship program by slam out loud which is essentially you know for performance in visual arts and they place them into low income classrooms for a period of a year and by okay. this time i had been performing poetry you know i'd been on stage i'd done that but like all this while i also had a question that you know what more like i am a spoken word artist and i'm doing this and i'm writing poems and going on performing on stage but what more can i do with it and how can i take my art to another level or perhaps you know take it to people who really really need to find their voice still and that is slam out loud's vision uh, it is that you know every individual should be able to find their voice and tell their stories the way they want to so i think the first thing that really connected to me was the vision alignment uh, for me as a person and which is why i applied to the fellowship program and got in and ended up teaching spoken word poetry to a classroom of around 15 to 20 girls for a period of a year this is so encouraging the fact that your ngo has spread to 23 states in india is a testimony to that also uh, just to follow up to the previous question have you come across any student who made an impact on your life and how supportive was your family throughout your journey so i think uh, during my time teaching spoken word poetry uh, it was as much a learning experience for me as i hope it was for them and so we conduct like an year end showcase for all of our children like each fellow does it for their classrooms and during my year end showcase there was um, one of my students her name is janvi and she had written this poem about her grandmother who had passed away a couple of months back and uh, she was you know somebody who was extremely intuitive in class somebody who was really a natural at writing poetry so we would discuss a topic and she would ended up she would end up writing it like literally yeah. in 10 minutes or 15 minutes and uh, she said that you know because she wasn't that great at academics and she didn't like maths that much and her other sisters did so at home her dad would always tell her that you know you should perhaps study more or get more marks and you know why do you go to these poetry classes again and again but i made it a point to go to her house and invite both her parents personally before the showcase and all of them came her sisters came her mother and her dad came and they saw her performing that very poem that she had written on her grandmother and the next time i met her she told me that bibi like my dad had you know tears in his eyes and he said that you know it doesn't matter the if you're not that great at academics because this is something you do so well and i think just hearing that from her like it set everything in context and it made everything better for me because i felt like you know even if one child could hear this from their parents and feel that their parents are supportive enough to let them do what they really really want to and this could be anything it doesn't have to be poetry it could be anything that they find happiness in um, i felt like my job was done and i think testament to that like at my house too like my mom has always been so supportive of everything that i do i think she's my biggest cheerleader and uh, she's been up to my life for like 
two and a half years now to write a book and she keeps telling me that you know like you should write more and you should write a book and you should get published and you should do this and that and she keeps forwarding me all of these like just all kinds of opportunities that she thinks that can make me uh, you know a better version of who i am and yeah i don't think i could have done it without her and like she's always been really really supportive very rightly put see we really hope you write a book very soon <laughs> it's truly wonderful to hear you talk about education and empowerment which are you know two of the most important things that are required to bring about a change uh, yeah. and now that we're talking about the waves of change tell us a little about what inspired you to work for these children and who do you look up to in times of discouragement i think that's a very interesting question what inspired me i think is the amount of courage that everybody already working for these children has and the dreams that we can see for them i feel like you know sometimes my dreams for somebody else could still be restricted but getting to share them with the people i work with every single day and getting to imagine what they imagine you know our tomorrows could look like collectively i think that really really inspires me on a daily basis and it makes things better um somebody i really look up to during like when you know i'm discouraged or not feeling my best i think one it's definitely my mother uh just like it puts everything in context you know just to come back home and be grounded in a reality that is yours and having your family around i think that really really makes things better and i think the other is just like a very very supportive group of friends i feel very very lucky to have people in my life who know where i am who i am and i think that is what helps me get through tough times or low phases in life yeah a virtual bow to you for the sincerity with which you are performing this work and it is remarkable the way it is shaping the lives of all these children so moving on seep all your poetry from bar stool to even your instagram captions feel so candid and out of heart that we fall for it every single time i want to know how do you pour yourself out there without feeling the fear of vulnerability so i think you know this is something that i realized very early on while again writing poems and putting them out there and the first time i performed a spoken word poem that was really really me really really honest was when i performed barstool uh on stage and barstool is an extremely personal poem it was very difficult for me to go on stage in a 150 room full of strangers and you know share such a personal part of my life but i realized that you know one this is my story so only i have the right to tell it and nobody else does because nobody else can tell it better than you know me because i have lived through it and i have experienced it firsthand so it should come from me and the second was that i feel like vulnerability is such an emotion that we always you know try to shy away from in life as people even though it's the one real thing that really really makes us strong enough to face anything that we have in life like if you're just honest with whoever and in whichever situation you're in and really really who you are like i feel like there can be no better strength than that and when i started performing poems like i used to give this pep talk to myself just 4 minutes before i went up on stage that you know like this is like 4 and a half minutes of insane courage and vulnerability and if you get through this like everything is set and i would just tell myself this every single time and 
I think that has just stayed in everything that I do. I tell myself that you know this is four minutes of courage. You've got this, and you can go on stage and do this, and you know it's all right. And yeah, I think I stuck to that. I really, really believe that vulnerability is our biggest strength. And if we can be vulnerable and be ourselves in situations where it is hardest to do so, like I think that's one big battle won in life. That is so true. there is right. a lot to take from you and your candid persona well Thank talking you. about being candid you have written about loving yourself so how important do you think it is to stay true to yourself and do achievements alter you from within i feel like achievements give you a sense of clarity not only internally in terms of you know where i'm headed and what i'm doing but also in terms of externally you know where it's coming from where do i where do i think it can make me grow more and i think it's really really important to stay true to yourself and know who you actually are when the day ends uh you know who you're going to bed as and who you're waking up as when there's no when there's nobody to talk to when you're not responding to messages or emails or calls uh and the things that you do in your free time without all of these other distractions make you who you really really are and i think it's really important to have that time to really know what are the things that make you and to stick by them like when there's nobody around me i listen to classical music and you know i just sway around my room as if nothing in the world matters and i think that gives me like you know this is just like one example like <laughs> listening to classical music doesn't give me a sense of purpose but it does ground me in the reality of who i am and these are the things that give me peace in life so yeah i think just finding yourself is a lifelong journey and to get a head start on it like i think people should start with the things that really really matter and the things they do when no one's looking right your words and your journey are surely going to stay with us and our listeners for quite a long time moving to my next question now how have you managed to reconcile during the pandemic and keep the boredom at bay do you feel guilty for not being productive enough <laughs> i have actually not had the time to get bored at all because i've been working full time and uh, i work with slam out loud full time and we've you know kind of come up with new programs in the pandemic to support children's well-being and we've sometimes been working 10 hours a day or 11 hours a day and apart from that i've been running soul stuff along with my co-founder who is a prajita and uh, i think i would have also loved to get bored during the pandemic and feel like you know there wasn't enough happening but i think the only time that i've had during the pandemic is to really look at the entirety of the work that i'm doing and see how i can take some time out for myself and really look after myself so i think the pandemic has given me that clarity you know to kind of step back sometimes and also take care of myself uh, which i didn't have before definitely and i cannot agree more to this i mean there's nothing wrong in taking some time off and you know reflecting on yourself rebuilding yourself and most importantly revamping yourself for everything new that you're looking forward to in life. And on that note, see, before we end this session, we would love to hear a snippet of your poetry if that's fine with you. Absolutely, I'd love to. So I'd love to perform a statement of purpose for all of you listening. This is a poem that I wrote in my last year of college when I was actually looking at master's applications and I found that there was this one portion in each of them which said 
describe your life journey in not more than 400 words and i found that to be very disillusioning very insubstantial because i was 20 years old and i was being asked to condense all of my life stories and all of my journeys into 400 words and so i ended up writing this poem instead which is called a statement of purpose i want to start this by saying i do not know how to say this there are too many people who've said what i want to but someone once told me our stories are not like the ocean in the sense that they're all consuming but like the ocean in the sense that you could hear the waves crashing for hours and still not tire of the voice so i'm hoping there is dignity when i drown also this will sound more like a poem than i intended to because i don't know how else to say that i'm 20 and i want to change the world or that when i look into the mirror i sometimes don't see me at all but all the people i wish i could be or that i feel like i'm missing something you know like looking at my life but like an outsider always through binoculars and zooming in on the wrong parts or like in a waiting line to sadness wondering if this is my cue to stop being happy there's no one way to turn two decades into 400 words i have learned there's no one way to say that here this took my life and turned it upside down like an hourglass so i'm looking for who i am again and funny because and now at a point in my life where i get to decide who i want to be for the rest of it a conundrum i do not know my way around because last summer when i was so sure i was told to detach work on the science darling there is really no room for emotions in here and now i'm not so sure anymore i'm not sure i can handle any more detachment i'm not sure these fingers can touch blood stains and not tremble i'm so so terrified of the world and all its people but this this is not my scared poem this is not my angry poem or my passive aggressive poem this is only to say that there is as great a chance that you and i are not feeling as there is about our lives turning out to be exactly as we've planned 5 years from now so excuse me if i do not choose detachment as a career option you see 20 year olds are expected to change the world but also conform to it live but between the start and stop be but without the being so one my voice is a teenage girl getting her first piercing the courage comes as a consequence of it two a woman disappeared into thin air a few months ago but everyone who knew her only ever remembers the aftermath how when they found her she remembered everyone but herself how she had answers but no questions i do not want to be that woman three i am very very bad at learning a new language i couldn't find the answer to where i'm from for days and i kept changing it every time somebody said how are you so my teacher asked me to remember only the easy answers i'm still learning what that means for last september i cried for a week five on the eighth day i wrote i had a yellow day on the inside of my hands and carried it around like a leaf i was tired of hurting i treated my days with the delicacy only others saved for me a tenderness like my body was a house made of matchsticks so i had to protect it from all the lightning that came my way i put my fears into a box and called it a body added all my mistakes to it called it a house colored it with all the laughter i could find called it home we learn to live here now i said six on the 15th day i stopped crying my calendar a rainbow i'd never really read about my lungs more metaphors than oxygen seven this is only to say that nobody ever gets why i study biology and write poetry i don't do all i know is that poetry saved me when biology couldn't so eight maybe i like my metaphors a little broken and my poems a little unfinished maybe there's a little unfinished in all of us a little incomplete 
maybe there are spaces here that no amount of validation or college acceptances can fill a space that is ours to hold ours to mold ours to color ours to fill with whatever makes this body a more for home nine i'm learning how to fill this space learning how to be like i first wrote a poem sometimes in the middle of the night with trembling hands but sometimes in a room full of people wondering why i haven't been doing this all the time thank you that was so beautiful seep your words have acted like warped memories of sunsets on lakes your poetry is like a beautiful sight that take one's breath away and leave one with a warm heart so thank you so much for performing this for our dear listeners and it was an absolute pleasure hearing you perform such a holistic and such a brilliant piece thank, thank you thank you thank you so much absolutely and we are delighted to have been a witness to your work and solid opinions thank you so much for doing this seep and wishing you all the best things ahead thank you thank you so much ditima and devanshi really really nice talking to you both all right so it's a wrap for this segment of korero and beyond stay tuned until we meet again love and light to all